0: Hi everyone and welcome to Cook and Goals, you're listening to The Cooks and here we talk to motivated people who are actually doing something, how they got to where they are and their goals for the future. The aim of this podcast is to inspire people to create goals for themselves, to push towards and surpass them. Whether it be small goals like running a 4 minute kilometre or big goals like owning a home, I want this space to be somewhere people can come for inspiration, to listen in on a great conversation, hopefully learn something and in the process create goals for the future. Hey everyone, it's The Cooks. I uh, just got back from a long weekend with my girlfriend, which was a great time. Uh, First of all, I just want to apologise for the audio in this uh, episode. I did record this uh, via Zoom with uh, Rosie. It was a great time, uh, a really good uh, podcast episode and really direct and to the point. We actually stayed to time as well, so this will be probably one of the shorter episodes, uh, but it was definitely a really... Uh, beneficial one i think and some some really big lessons and and some big knowledge bombs in here i think for those who want to be more productive just in their day-to-day life um that's going to be my attitude towards single, towards things a, a little bit lately is um just kind of giving it a go and see what happens so i didn't look in too much with the audio i just kind of gave it a shot recorded it and that's how we went so um Turns out her audio wasn't the greatest as well on her end uh, with the Zoom, but but that's alright. So we'll just uh, see how we go from here on in, and we'll try to get better in the future. In my world, I've got a really cool opportunity coming up uh, in January, so hopefully I can take down my podcast gear to Canberra uh, while I'm down there for a month, working down the AIS on a research project. So I'm very lucky that my leave gave me some long service leave without pay, so I'll be working with some race walkers down there. Uh, looking at carbohydrate utilisation, but without further ado, let's get into it. Today we're talking to Rosie Odsey, who is a what I like to call a productivity coach. From what I've read online and had a, had a look at, uh, it's nice to see you again, Rosie. Although over the phone, and how you doing? You're right.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm doing good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Nice and warm. I know a little boxed room at my dad's office, that's so a little bit hot, but um, what I need to do to get the episodes out there for the listeners. So.
1: It's totally worth it.
0: And you got a, you got a few books there behind you on the uh, bookshelf. You, have you read all those? Or? Nah, I have not read all those. Um, <laughs> the, this is the
1: bookshelf of things I want to read, but haven't gotten around to. Yeah. Um, so it's the aspirational bookshelf.
0: That's right. Just kind of pick one while you can and see how you go. Yeah.
1: No, I love if I'm gonna procrastinate, I'm gonna do it intentionally.
0: Yeah, that's so like, right.
1: If I, yeah. <laughs> if I if I can't stand doing whatever I'm doing, in the office, I will either I'll walk over to the bookshelf and pick something out, or I'll walk outside and I'll find all of the stuff I've left on the dining room table for The same reason, like, oh,
0: I'll get around to it. It, it. It'll get it'll get done by someone or by somehow. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the way I like to start each episode, I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to um, any of the episodes before we got on this afternoon, but I like to start by just letting everyone know how we met. So uh, I don't know if you wanna if you want to kick off that, or if you'd like me to say how we just met it the other week. Yeah,
1: um, I was at the uh, Horizon 2 event at our pool, um, in this really funky space mm. uh, in the Health and Knowledge precinct. there, I had sort of been roped in by a mate of mine who was like, this will be awesome. And I was like, of course it will. I mean, um, I don't know what it is that makes me end up at day-long events on a win, but that's what
0: I did, and that's how we met. We, we were at the same table together, and we just stuck at the paddy. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool event. Did you, did you like it?
1: Yeah, no, I really had a great time.
0: So for people who don't know what it was, it was more of like, I guess, the Gold Coast Health and Knowledge Precinct, it's up near Southport at the university where I work, and it kind of includes the hospital, um, and there's a whole new space there where the Commonwealth Games Athletes Village was. And they've kind of turned that into accommodation. And I guess they're kind of building like a bit more of a community there. There's a new coffee shop. There's a great sushi place there. Um, yeah, and they're going to try hold – there's a cohort, uh, cohort, sorry, which is a co-working space is there. Um, and they've still got like something like six, 11 acres or something to build on. So it's going to be an interesting space in when time comes. But there was an event there, and it was kind of focused on startups. I thought, mostly for the one that we were at. And they had a bit of um, – the night before, they had some people get up and do their pitch and things. And during the day, we had a few workshops and stuff. So, no, I thought it was a really good day. Um, pretty inspiring and motivating and things. But also those group activities. Not everyone flows in those type yeah. of environments. How did you find that?
1: It's pretty. It was pretty interesting for me, honestly. Um, so I don't um, like I don't work in the government sort of world. really in the corporate sort of world even like I've been in those worlds but I mean I was there in a t-shirt and there's guys in like college shirts and suits and people from local government state government and so I was on this table with these these sorts of people. Thankfully we were able to work together like muppets and stuff but I have no idea how the other tables went um And I think it was only, I was the only female and I was probably the only one in my generation at that table. And uh, thankfully, one of the other guys was very strong about interrupting people who were talking too much and saying, what do you think for me? Which was really, really nice. And that doesn't always happen. But uh, yeah, it it was a good experience for me.
0: Yeah, that's cool. i like to hear that. It's really, it's really important that in those situations, especially when you're at a round table to go around the table. Don't just like, like I try to be quite out there and say, Hey, this is what I think we should do. Let's do it. But I'm also make sure you include the others because they could be shy or it could be a really great experience for them to learn, or they could have the best idea behind them and you don't even know. So it's cool yeah. to be able to get in those environments and meet some new people and learn something. I th- I thought.
1: Well, that's totally it. And honestly, on my table, the the guy who didn't say much, I had coffee with him afterwards, and it turns out he's been doing this kind of work in like Sweden. So they're way ahead of us in in what was. And no one got his opinion because we were all just collectively louder than he felt like he needed to be. And you know, it's exactly what you're saying. We miss out on the people
0: who think slower or are less disruptive or are less loud. Yeah, shame That's really cool that he's like. I like what you said there. Whereas, and we're so behind. Like, I talked to people. There's a guy I want to get on the podcast, Jake, and he's like, he's in. He's a plumber, and he's him and his family have a massive business. And we're just. He's like, we went to a an expo. In the states, and they don't even mention Australia, like or like this guy in Sweden. You know, he's he's done all the steps that we've already done. Like there's some different places in the world are way ahead of us in some things. I guess that Australia is more of a bit more relaxed. um, In I'm not too big in the whole business and economy world, but I know that there's things going on here and there. But I'm not too. kind of in line with the news of of our growth in certain areas, like like entrepreneurship or?
1: Well, we're pretty chilled. Look, honestly, and again, I'm not the expert on these things. I haven't made a point of being that interested. But we've picked our thing to be good at, which is mining, and we've been good at it. But by nature, right, the people, like think about this, the people who end up in our government, the people who end up in our corporate, most of them are ones who have stayed in their home country, in their home state, maybe even their hometown. So a lot of them haven't looked at where we are in the context of where the world is.
0: They're yeah.
1: only seeing it through this, like, oh, of course we're awesome. I don't know if you've met anyone from, like, a small country town. They all think that town is, like, the biggest deal. <laughs> and, yeah. so, like, how, you know? and I feel like that's how I feel like, when I think of Brisbane and, and the Gold Coast and Queensland in the grander context of the world, it's like, yeah, we do some stuff really, really well, but we are not well-classed in a lot of... Um, and it's a bit naive to think that we will be well class in everything. You know?
0: And that's what you mean by even someone who is in that, those smaller country towns or something, if they make their way to the top in that area, in that specific um, town or state they don't know what's coming next. Like they're at the, they're at the bottom of the food chain at their next promotion or whatever in the corporate world. Then that will go to the country then it'll go to national and then, yeah, it'll international type stuff. Then then they really see, um, kind of where the big moves are played. So it's interesting to see. Um, I'd like to get the listeners to kind of understand a little bit more about you, Rosie. So if you just want to put things into context and just tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, I am a productivity nerd who discovered that I could be paid to be that. Um, so I help people uh, get their shit together, basically. Um, so some people are naturally inclined towards being organized. And I think we all know that friend. They're usually the one who organizes the road trip and has all the logistics sorted. Most of us aren't that person, and so I help people figure out how to be enough of that person in a way that fits in with who they are. Um, so this has been an interesting journey for me, before I did this I was a marketer, before I was a marketer I worked 24 full-time jobs, um, before I realised, hey, maybe it's not them, maybe it's done. maybe I need something different out of this. And. It's been kind of like a lifelong quest to figure out what it is that I want to do um, or what I'm meant to do, which has been, you know, it depends on the stage of life which I think it is, like which of those I would think on. So that's pretty much me. Did
0: you say 24 full time jobs?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Is, is there a few uh, different types of careers in there?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, a few things. I mean, I worked sales. That was my first. I was, I was on, like, Harvey Norman sales for I used to sell mobile phones on contract in kiosks for companies that don't exist anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my very first full-time job, I worked for Nokia Care. That's, like, how, how long ago it kind of was. Um, and I have I launched a... My working space called the precinct um, in in Brisbane. I worked for a few startups. So yeah, I've been I've been through a few things. You could say that I'm really unemployable or that I'm really employable because I seem to be able to get jobs. Um, but yeah, it's been it every. Look, there were ten times I thought it was the dream job that I would stay in forever.
0: You know. Oh wow. Okay. That's really that's a really cool comment to say. Like because obviously people they get. In this day and age, you can jump from career to career type thing, um, so that's really interesting. That's a lot of jobs. <laughs> I'm, yeah. en- I'm interested in the precinct. Can you? I'd, I'm just going to open this door to cool the room down. But do you? Um, okay. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Because I'm I'm really interested in starting my own uh, co-working space. Yeah, cool.
1: So the precinct uh, is an innovation hub in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane. It's the Queensland government. Uh, major Innovation Hub, River City Labs is a tenant. Queensland Health is a tenant. Um, it was really—it's—it's it's a really cool space, and it got—it's gotten bigger since I left. And um, I was sort of brought on to uh, to take care of the space and um, bring in the initial client, the initial tenants that that were there, and. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome.
0: And so that's on a smaller scale compared to where we were at the other week? It,
1: it, it was about, or I don't know, I, I want to say it's bigger. Mm. Um, so I think we had, I feel like I should Google it, but I think we had 5,000 square meters. Yeah, wow. Two levels, including an event space. That's um, awesome. That, that, like, people, so, yeah.
0: And so, is there is there government funding involved in places like that? Because um, I've heard of like inc- incubator funding and things like that that people can ask for.
1: Yeah. So this was actually a government space. So the head tenant of this space is the Queensland Government. Yeah. So it's completely. Um, but like that's their project. As for most co working spaces, yeah, there's sometimes it's government funding available, often it's subject to certain criteria or like applications and things like that. Um, but for most spaces, I think the thing to remember is that rent isn't going to make it profitable, it has to have something else in it to drive sustainable, to have it as a sustainable business. Yeah. Um, because if you're relying entirely on government funding, it's really, really
0: risky. Of course, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, I want to discuss, like, your journey to where you are now. So, obviously, you've talked about 24 different full-time jobs. You're, you're in marketing for a little bit there. That was your major type of area before where you are now. Um, yeah. What was involved there?
1: Uh, so, I... That was my first working for myself sort of adventure. And when I left the last company I worked for, I was trying to think what's the skill that I have that's most useful. And marketing was it. So I said yes to anything and everything, which isn't a bad option, especially if you're starting to work for yourself. I went to plenty of events. I had a bunch of coffee um, with people who I had known through my network. And I just sort of was like, hey, so I'm a freelance marketer now. And it took a little, like three, three months later or so, the whole startup world in Brisbane knew that I was a marketer. So if someone needed marketing and they were asking around, my name would pop up, which was really cool. Um, so that's just a pro tip if you ever work for yourself. But my, my following this failure at the beginning, or maybe it was just a lesson I had to go through, was I charged out real cheap. Yeah. Um, which is like a very cliche freelancer story, but I think maybe we all have to go through it before we realize how bad it is. Um, and so it took me a while to start saying no to things, to start specialising in an area and to start charging um, what I'm worth. Yeah, so that was pretty cool, though. like, I ended up figuring out that my strength was um, messaging design and content marketing and the writing of the things, the way people took their words. Um, and so that's where I started specialising before I moved to
0: that's awesome and did you find that like marketing you know it's a massive area now I even had a person on the podcast my friend Peter who works at online marketing gurus in Sydney and he's like it's his whole career like it's just it's a massive space now isn't it like why did you make the transfer from something that's so I guess I'm not I'm not sure reliable is the right word but something that can you know there's always going to be a startup to be able to help market to something that you're doing now
1: the same question we faced when we first finished high school which is like you can do anything with your life what do you want to do right Mm -hmm. and I just found myself I was on holiday for a couple of weeks, and the great thing about holidays is you sort of get to take a real big step back from your life and you start asking questions like is this what I want to do it's starting to go well um is this really what I want to do and I wasn't able to answer that question for myself while I was away. But when I got back, I tried to stay in Facebook and it was not it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I'm good at marketing and I enjoy it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the thing I'm meant to do for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, having left so many jobs, I have been very comfortable with the fact that if you jump, it'll work out somehow some way and We're in this country pretty lucky that There are so many opportunities available to us if I wanted to go back and study I could if I wanted to change industries completely I could and what I ended up doing um, was The thing that I nerd out about is Productivity and systems and frameworks of helping people make decisions on how to prioritize and that kind of stuff. So I took a bit of a punt and I started doing some of that work on the side and then when I realized Oh, I can I can really make a thing of this I went all in and pretty much changed over. Now I still do a little bit of marketing but there are some clients from that time who are really good to me and I really want to help them and I still enjoy the work but if I think about the story of my whole life it makes more sense for me that I'm helping people create systems to have a good life rather than helping people tell their stories through digital media I feel like that's someone else's calling
0: I love that last little bit there about someone else's calling like even in certain areas, about niching down in different professions like medicine or sports or sustainability, it's like, well, yes, I can focus on this. This is a big issue, but I'm not passionate about it, or it's something that someone else can do. I want to focus on this part. Like, you can't do you can't do everything. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of people who get into um, freelance stuff will say, "Oh, yeah, I, I, I see everyone for everything, or I treat every condition." And it's like. Ugh. That's not going to get you anywhere. Like you need to say, "This is my," and it's really cool what you said about having the confidence to leave jobs, fall into a new area, but also have the confidence to to know that when you're doing that, you're going to be fine. And yeah. like, I, I can charge this much. I know that's what I'm worth. That's what you said before, and I, th- I really like that as well. Like having that. It's so much. Something that so many people lack is just having those. A few, I guess, base line beliefs in themselves that they can do it so that's really cool
1: well cheers i really appreciate that and i i want to add this whole thing like some of this confidence for me is learned. like i did quit jobs then it paid off and it's fine but some of it is like a practice like i really have to consistently be like you know actually this is where i add value and i definitely uh, way more than I tried and I'm comfortable saying no I'm not going to do this quick press or no I'm not going to do that bit of work that, like off, off purpose for me
0: mm.
1: and um, had another point there that it's completely left me uh, oh the other thing is is that like we're just as likely to fail trying to fit in as we are trying to stand out you know mm. like whether you go general or you niche down, like honestly you're probably more likely to succeed if you niche down. But all of the things we're afraid of when we consider it, like oh I'm gonna to have to say no to people and I really need money or whatever, you still might fail doing it that way. So you may as well do the thing that's new.
0: Hmm. I say it to a lot of people now, I'm like, just give it a go and just see what happens. If you fail, like you're not one, you're not gonna die and like you'll two, you'll learn from it. And from that learning, you'll never forget what you've learned. It's like putting your, it. you're putting. Like putting a question. Sorry, putting your hand up in class and saying, "Oh, I thought two times two was five. Everyone's gonna be like, "Well, no, it's four. and then you'll never forget it. Like simple as like, and then you'll have that lesson for the rest of your life. And you, all you did was just suck it up, put your hand up, and ask a question. So it's, it's true. Yeah, and like the beauty of that, right, is that
1: you become the kind of person who puts their hand up and asks a question. Mm. I didn't become that person until I was in uni. So, like, all the way through high school and primary school, at least this is how I remember it, every time I put my hand up, it's terrible terrified. Oh, yeah. So to the point where you can just ask the question, then, like, this whole other game opens up. And so that metaphor is totally carried. When you're no longer worrying about whether or not you can back yourself, you get to play a much cooler game.
0: Oh, yeah, way, way better. It opens up so many doors, knocks down boundaries. It's a great way to, obviously, you've got to have common sense with what you're asking in some situations, but generally, you can be like, "Cray, hey, i have just ask this question. I don't know the answer. Simple yeah. as. It's like when people Google something. They're just asking Google a question. Like, um. Yeah. How many
1: people, okay, so like, I don't know if you have this, this kind of mate. There are some mates I know who message me and ask me a question. And I'll be like, you could have just typed this into Google. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but for some... I don't know. I just... I have this real belief that most things you can just figure out. If you... You know, a problem is not really a problem if you can Google it. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people do... Like, I don't think everyone has figured that
0: out. Self-sufficiency. And that's yeah. something that you'd teach, I would imagine, as well.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> So with the with the company, is it called is it called just Rosio? Like R- Rosie Oddsy? So,
1: um you don't have to have a company if you want to operate in Australia. You can just operate as yourself. Yeah. And so that's what I've chosen to do. There are like pros and cons, you know, if you're considering it, go and do your research, Talk them an accountant. Um, I've chosen to operate as me. I could have created a company to operate under. But I figure I really am working with people and they're working with me the human. And I want to keep that reminder front and center when I work with someone. Mm. As well as that, like if I decide I want to become something bigger than myself, sometime then I can always establish
0: a company. That's but awesome.
1: Now I'm just me, yeah.
0: And so this is something that I do with most of the people I speak to. It's it's about it's called the five Ws. So yeah. it's who, what, when, where, why, and you can add the how in there as well. So it's about I guess the yourself and what you do inside um, the Rosie Oddsy project, I guess. Yeah. So who is obviously yourself? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So what do I do? I uh, I help people um, figure out where it is they want to go or what's holding them back and create the structure to get them there um, or to unlock them. Um, And that looks pretty different for each person. Uh, I tend to work one-on-one, so that's the what. Uh, when? Yeah, most of the time. But if anyone um, is uh, sort of wanting to see what I do, um, you can search Rosie See on, on Facebook. I've started doing some Facebook Live 10-minute uh, training bits just to see the sort of stuff that I do. Um, and otherwise, when clients come to me, uh, I do a full-week engagement with them, and then sometimes it turns into a bigger project. Um, I will just make a warning. Like, it's not for most people. The kind of people I work with um, do have the means for really high-end um, mm. consulting. So that, uh, that's sort of where I fit right now. I hope to move into courses and things like that later on. Uh, who, what? When? Where? Where? Okay, so I do this completely online mostly. Sometimes I'll make an exception for the person and I will hang out with them um, in in the Brisbane area, um, but that's happening less than less these days. And how? How do I help people with this sort of stuff? So when I'm working with someone one-on-one, I'll usually do a half-day hangout and just get them to, uh, we'll we'll prioritise what's going on in their life. Um, So some people need structure. So think about how anyone gets what they need to get done, done. Some people need structure, as in like a schedule. Or some people need a procedure for processing email. Some people need a priority order of the things in their life that they need to work. Um, so it's really different for everyone, and we just kind of talk through that. And then the next four weeks, uh, um, it starts with me giving them a few projects complete week that will install that structure, and then weekly, uh, weekly catch-ups as accountability to see how they're going. And I offer a bit of support um, if one of the things they need, say, was like, email automation or a web form, then I'll help them out with that because I don't want to get, I don't want to let tech be the thing that stores them from, from making it happen. Um, and then I also do some in-person workshops uh, for in-group settings. Um, and like that, I'm looking into doing some online courses. So I want some stuff, I, I really want this to be available to anyone who kind of, uh, I don't want ice to be a barrier. Um, right now, I need it to be a barrier so that I can pick uh, this off. Um, but eventually, I really need to be successful. So, yeah. And who are, when, where, how, why?
0: The why, yeah. The most important.
1: <laughs> well, why is pretty important. Yeah. So, my why is because with some really simple structure, anyone can. Have a greater impact and find more joy in their day to day. Um, I think a lot of the people I work with are people who have chosen to carve their own path, whether they work for themselves or they started a company or they just are, even in executive roles, they're carving their own path. And if you choose to carve your own path, I think. You deserve to have some joy in your work. You know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. What was the point? And so that's really my motivating factor. I've worked, there were many years I worked where I was miserable, but I was living the dream, so I couldn't let go. You know? Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to make sure doesn't
0: that happen. That's awesome. And actually, I'm going to bring something up. I was reading a book last night, and it had, um, Pretty much exactly what you've just said um, in a quote. It was, um, on one hand, we all want to be happy. And on the other hand, we all know the things that make us happy. But we don't do those things. And why is that simple? We are too busy. Too busy doing what? Too busy trying to be happy. So it's just like, it's insane how much that resonates with what you're, pretty much what you're doing um, for other people. Like, you can just say, hey, you don't have to do that. Or just shut it off or... There's no need to get an abundance of emails or get stressed out by them. Just put your phone down and it's gone. All the problems are gone. It's
1: so true. And honestly, if I could... if I, The place I'm leading people to, hopefully, is this realisation that not much matters, but also a lot matters. Um, like, if we think about our lives in the bigger sense of it. Most of it is just minor details. And the stuff that really matters tends to be the stuff that we get distracted away from and we we don't spend enough time on or we think we don't have time for. And, like, the real real thing that I'm hoping to lead people to is what are the things that matter? And can we just enjoy those? And then the rest is just... It's just it's
0: Just, just fill in time, isn't it? Yeah, and that's it.
1: We we yeah we're getting preoccupied with the fill in time, and we're not actually living life. Um, but if I led with that, I don't I don't know that I'd be able to. Get that get
0: that selling point, yeah. So <laughs> no, what exactly. what usually goes down in a client call? They like, they calling you in. I know I've kind kind of gone through like your services a little bit. What um, people calling you on the phone in tears, or are they kind of like, hey, this is a big problem I need to solve?
1: It's usually overwhelm. It's usually they've recognized that they've put too much on their plate. They don't know how to reverse out of it, or they don't think they can. Um, and usually by the time they've reached me, they recognize that what they're doing isn't working. And they're not going to survive if they continue going in that direction. Um, Which is, like, it's really... It's tragic for me to hear it every time because often people don't get to that place through selfishness or greed. It's usually because they're giving too much of themselves to the world, over-promising, trying to do it all. You know the thing you said before where you're like... um, we can't do everything, not really. Yeah. But technically in our lifetimes, we could do most of the things we want to do. We just can't do it all at once, but we really want to. And imagine, like, so these are people often, they're further along in their career. They're pretty well connected or whatever. They are getting people contacting them multiple times per week with really cool projects. And, it's so hard to say no when it's all the things you've ever wanted to do, you know? So that's sort of where
0: they're at. Now. And do you feel it's like they kind of know the answers already, they just need someone to tell them, or are they actually are so blind that they can't see the problem?
1: Uh, it's a little of column A, a little of column B. So some of them, they... They know they could solve this problem if it was someone else's problem. It's just they can't see the forest in the tree. They're so in it. Um, you know, when you're, like, overwhelmed and there's a heap of things on deadline and people also not being sleeping enough you've stressed out and, like, you don't have the, the objectivity to make these strategic decisions well without help. Yeah. So sometimes it's that. Other times it's they've never... For example, no one ever really teaches you how to deal with email, right? And yet yeah, it's, a, it's a daily occurrence for all of us to stay on top of that and decide how responsive am I going to be, what am I going to make weight, what am I going to deal with now, and how am I going to deal if I don't have enough time to get through it. These aren't things we're taught, so sometimes it really is, like training in a skill um, but it's also a habit from complete scratch uh, for someone who's been working a certain way for maybe decades.
0: That's amazing. So what say? What would you say, if you could say one thing or a couple, are the biggest things that these people are coming to you with um, in terms of, I guess, problems?
1: In terms of problems, it really is the overwhelming thing. It really is, like, I have overcommitted and I don't know how to deal with it. Or I feel like I'm treading water and I'm not actually moving forward on anything I care about. Or, yeah, I'm completely busy, completely overbooked, but nothing moving forward.
0: And what would it say, okay, I'll change that, flip that question around then, what's like the first kind of strategy you would put in place for someone like that?
1: Um, So the first thing I do for everyone is I get them to fill out a questionnaire that i put together, which is really a self-reflection self um, of sorts. It does help me, help them, but it when you fill out a questionnaire, you have to put whatever's in your head into work, and often they haven't really done that for themselves. Sometimes they have, sometimes they have. But these are things like, what would an ideal day look like for you? So not everyone thinks about that. Um, what... If you had a magic wand, what would you change about your life? Um and then the next question after that would be something like, and why hasn't that happened already? You know? So it's just these sort of self-reflective questions. Because if I can figure out the life that they want to have and we can look at where they are now, it's just a matter of problem solving to move them towards where they want to be. Uh just realise, well, audio, no one can see my hand.
0: But, um,
1: oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, that's sort of how how I start out. Um, and then when I do the workshop, it's really a matter of figuring out how they work as a person. So some people need to be reactive, so they they want to be on top of their email all of the time. I think everyone should check their email once a week. <laughs> uh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like in an ideal world. Like, I mean, we dealt with letters and faxes for so long and no one really, you know what I mean? Exactly. And most of us aren't emergency room surgeons, so most things can wait, but we're not in that room. And then there are some people who um, feel suffocated by too much scrapbook. So you've got to be really careful how you put things into place. You have to really get more buy You have to... Um so thinking about what I how I uh, how I do it is I have like noted out about productivity, I've read so many books, I've tested things on myself. So I probably have like a couple of hundred acts sitting in my head. So I meet this person, I see where they want to go, I know what they're struggling with. I get to know them as a person to figure out what might work for them, and we try a few things that I've got sitting in my head, whether it's a hack or a full-on framework or a procedure that they can implement in their life.
0: Yeah. And I've heard you use the word systems um, a few times, and I've, I was going to have a pen and write it down, um, but unlike you, I don't have a pen at the moment, and no one can see that. But, um <laughs> systems are a major thing that I've heard in this kind of space. Like you got to have a system in place to do this. Like this is how you do it. Um, I really, I kind of agree with that, and I find it quite hard to put systems in place. And I'm, I would say that some people, and they've, if they don't do the system, they can get like quite anxious and be like, oh I haven't done this, and then it's like, oh then they don't tick the box, and they, and they're kind of like a bit of a whirlwind. Do you, do you see that happen a little bit?
1: Yeah, I see that happen a little bit. And the beauty with systems is. If you observe your life long enough, you have systems. They just might not be getting you the results that you need. Um, So currently, most people's systems are ignore, like, uh, deal with as much email as you possibly can, and then if someone calls you, probably deal with that thing first and feel guilty about all the email you didn't get around to answer. You know what I mean? Like, that's technically a system. Yeah. Um, it's just like, can we implement something that works a bit better? The same with habits, right? Like, you think about people who exercise regularly. I do that, I didn't use to. It. it was a real slog to get to the point where I did. But now that I do, that's my default. It's not hard for me. Mm. And that's what it's like to install a system it's hard at the beginning, and then it's just the default, and life goes along long doing it.
0: Yeah, I read on your website the the habit is it forty six days was it or is it a little bit longer or uh,
1: 66. 66,
0: Yeah, wow. Because I've heard the whole you know twenty one type business is there. You got a bit of um like counteract to that. Uh, I read it in a book. No, well
1: basically the the book I read this in uh, was it's called The One Thing, which is pretty cool. It's like a great book. Um, but it turns out the studies have ranged anywhere from 21 days up to 90 days, but the only one that had pretty good coverage said the average was 66 days and there was still a massive spread across the participant. Mm. Um, so, but really like if you think about it, even if you have a solid exercise, meditation, whatever habit, if you drop that for two weeks, like, I mean... It's not. So you have
0: to start from scratch, really. Yeah, yeah. It's quite, like, for example, I know, like, I exercise half to exercise every week. Like, it's just, it's built into my blood. Or, like, I'll eat my certain, I'll eat a certain way. I've just been doing that since I was a little kid. Now it's in there. And if I, if I go on holiday or something, it, you, you quite, find it quite hard to get back into a little bit of groove. It's like two or three days, and then you got to get started up again. Like, there's not something that you'll do. Like, everyone brushes their teeth. Well, I hope they do. Um, yeah. Um, and think just think more things like that's the system in place I do my teeth at night I do my teeth in the morning like but they just don't realize that it's just on a smaller scale
1: yeah it is on a small scale but like that's the thing is like other things can also be introduced on a smaller scale so if someone has never installed a habit in their life it's going to be really hard for me to get them to install a habit but what can I do could I set their desktop background have a reminder of the first thing they need to do when they get to their computer yeah I can do that and then um, then maybe that can trigger the behaviour that's needed and so eventually maybe they won't need the background Mm -hmm. picture to remind them Um, but systems can be really really simple like an example of like the simplest habitual system that we have is like if you use like, you have a shower, you have a damp towel, right? You chuck it over the towel rack thing instead of chucking, well, uh, instead of chucking it into the laundry. For most people, they'll reuse a the towel for
0: the time. Yeah.
1: So letting it dry, coming back a few hours later, and it's now dry. That's a system. you put together a system. So the stuff we can do around how we choose tasks for how we interact with email or even how we interact with people can be adjusted in certain small ways, um, inch by inch towards a place that is good for us. I mean, I think about it now, like I exercise about five times a week. I mean, when I first started, it was not five times a week.
0: You build for that. You don't go expert level first up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like um, I don't. I haven't been on Facebook in years, but does that that mean. You know, you don't go. You know, you don't go full X straight away. You know, slow down and just you yeah. know start with one step at a time type situation. Totally. Do, you, do you use many online, I guess, systems like monday.com and those those type of things, or do you more just put into simple terms for people's like paper based lists for the fridge?
1: I think that a lot of people hide in the apps. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. Like, I fully agree is, with that.
1: Yeah, it is so satisfying to set up a new app and like get all your tasks pristine and like but at the end of the day we get stuck sometimes in figuring out the perfect schedule or the perfect categorization system or the perfect tagging system. So it's like then, picking the font for
0: your assignment or the title. Yeah, you can do it for two hours and it's like, oh, how good's this? And you've written oh nothing. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, I mean, it feels productive. It feels productive. And um, so, yeah, I have tried a bunch of apps and I love them all. But what I use for my to do list is the Apple Notes. Like it's not, it's not fancy. I can't hide behind it. If I'm procrastinating, I can catch myself. This is the thing with most of these apps: if you're procrastinating, you can't notice it because it feels productive. So and it's hidden you're... as well. You have
0: to click on it to know it's there. Yeah.
1: Totally. And I honestly, I've successfully worked out of the fancy apps in the past, and they can work really, really well. Um, but I don't think they're great for beginners. Right? If your problem the problem with most people is, you, is they can't get themselves to do the thing they already need to do. An app's not going to fix that. No. An app's just going to hide you from yourself through another layer. I think paper is really good as well for beginners. Um, but, yeah, I think the apps are really good. Here's where I think the apps are really good. If you don't have an issue with getting yourself to do stuff, you um, if you have successfully run a task list off of paper or off of something really really simple, I think they're great. And I think in a team context, where there's multiple people on projects and there really is a like, um,
0: like a Gantt like chart a, type situation, a Gantt chart,
1: like dependencies, like person A has to do this before person B can, then yep. it's really really useful because if if anyone's been on a team which has that, usually you're only allocated like three or four things. It's when you're trying to manage your whole life that I think it gets unwieldy. Um, and, again, really great if you're expert level out
0: of the way. I like that you emphasise that feels productive because being in those apps and those environments, it feels like you're kicking a 100 goals, but it's not actually being productive. There's that difference between feeling productive and being productive. Yeah. yeah. So I really like that. That's a really cool point.
1: I will just um, say, like, if you... If I've I've spent hours, whole days refactoring these apps and like playing around and like changing from one app to another, if what you need is to feel in control of your life or to feel comfortable that what you're doing is the most important thing, then find a way to do that. Don't like, don't like do the, the crappy watered down version of that, which is playing with the app. Go on. I don't know. Like go and do it. Yourself. Just go yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah. Sit down with yourself and face the actual thing. Or if you're worried that you're doing the wrong thing, spend an hour journaling. Like you'll get bored before you get to, you know, before
0: you, um, you'll find the answer before you get bored. Is what I'm trying kind to of say. But um, yeah, like hiding in the out, yeah, not a, not a great thing. Um, I'd like to expect you. Uh, pardon me. But, um, I've just got a few questions here. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to expand on the work life reset and yeah. and the deep dive. Are they are they two different things, or are they just how how are they kind of written, um, up, written up?
1: Yeah. So the work life reset is the four week the four week thing that I do with people, um, and I co- like the the deep dive is the first part of that, which is the half day workshop. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much that process I spoke about before. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. I just 'cause I just, I just saw them on the website and was like I'll throw that in there. Um wow. and just and just trying to trying to get it at all angles. But um I'd say being productive is probably a major goal for myself, just yourself, my guests and listeners that I've had previously. What what are your goals right now in terms of trying to make your first of all, what are your goals, small and big, and then like what are your tools to try to like get towards them goals?
1: Yeah. So uh, my goals. I tend to do them every quarter. So my current goal is a revenue goal, um, and actually, you'll find it interesting. Yeah. I just reflected on. I've been reflecting on the year, and I've been looking at what are all the goals I set every quarter. You know, any sort of like, did I set any annual goals, or how did that all go? And I look at it. If you look at it. If you go back and look, the process of setting a goal is almost more important than actually hitting it. It's, it's, it's a forcing mechanism to push you forward. Some of the goals I set I did not meet and they were the wrong thing to be focusing on, but they forced me to move from a place of like not doing anything um, into doing that. So currently my goal uh, is a revenue goal, I'm probably closing that up soon
0: because this time of year, not many people are, uh, very few things will come between
1: now and, say, Australia Day. Oh, yeah, um, of
0: course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just going real quiet. And that's insane. And that's in, like, you know, every industry, no matter what. Christmas time. Yeah, it's just holidays. So... Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, except retail. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> buying bloody clothes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's it. So I, um... So... Uh, I will go through a process. At the end of every year, I spend four days completely offline. So, like, no screens, uh, no phones, no nothing. And I will do a proper reflection on that year and set my intentions for the next year. a so kind of like goal setting, and how do I make sure that things happen for me? Um, so, I'll purpose this with I've nerded out about this for a couple of years. And my systems are pretty intense Um, so I have daily check-ins with myself about things that I'm meant to be doing daily. I have um, four daily routines that I do like one first thing in the morning uh, and two partway through the day and then one at the end of my work day and I Let's say I have a goal towards something specific that I need to do daily. I will add that thing to one of my routines to make sure that it happens. Um, and then the same, the same goes for like weekly. So weekly, I will do a massive check in with myself. So throughout the week, I am trying not to make any specific decisions. Throughout the week, I'm just executing. I am just doing the work that I had already planned to do. And between my weeks, I'm looking at, did I expect too much in my form? Um, how can I respect that next week to make sure that I can win the week, right? Yeah. And, um, and then I'm planning the future weeks so that I don't have to make any real decisions as I'm going through it. That's, so
0: that's really um, cool. Yeah. It's a good I mean. way to like break it down as well, you know, day by day, and then it's like week by week, and then all of a sudden it's December. <laughs> And you've yeah. kind of, you've, you potentially, you've hit 52 things that you wanted to do um, over that time.
1: That's it. Oh, the other thing that I think is really valuable, are uh, journaling. Um, so I journal every night. It takes me about three minutes. And I've cycled through different questions. And usually the question will be based on whatever I think I need to be focusing on. So a lot of people have tried or have done or do gratitude journaling. That's very common. So what are three things you're grateful for today? And the reason that got so popular is because it makes you notice what you're grateful for throughout your day. You can do that with anything else, right? So if you want to be more creative, um, if, you know, you could do something like, um, three ideas that I had today or whatever. Um, and, and you can do that with anything. And so um, that's been a really integral part of it. The other thing that I think is worth the other two questions that I really like in my daily journaling. So one is like what trade-offs did I make or what choices did I make? We don't often think about when we decided to do something instead of something else. Um, and then we'll often get to, you know, the end of a week or a month or a year and be like, how did – how is it that I did all of these things and none of the stuff I came Um And uh, what could I have done to make today better? It's like, it's not a perfect thing. It doesn't have to be. But sometimes you'll have a really, really great day. Some days it's just like, I wish I had brought a jumper because it got cold in the cinema. But some days it's really like, I should have made the effort to tell him honestly what I thought in that moment. Um... And we'll
0: pick up some stuff that way. But yeah. That's really cool. I've started to do a little bit of journaling. I'm reading The Miracle Morning at the moment. Um, and that's talked about journaling every day. I went through a couple of weeks of doing it. And then I've just got a little bit tired from, from a bit of work and some traveling and stuff. And a few events. So I'm really keen to get back into it. But that's really cool. Three minutes. I've noticed that if I'm doing it, you know, I can't journal for a whole week like worth of days you just forget what's going on and you, you just scramble so I think like yeah three minutes a day is a great way to do it so three things you're great, grateful for or something that you're grateful for uh, the choices that you made or what choices did I make today and the last one was um, what can I do to make uh, today make better Today
1: better, yeah and I think that's it like honestly like some people just do a one sentence from the practice is more important than the questions almost because you can change the questions when you're in the habit you know yeah um but I think the whole thing of documenting your life—we have calendars for that. Like, if you really want to know what happened, you can look through your like your camera roll, and you can look through your calendar, and you'll have a pretty good—you'll um, have a pretty good um, idea. And also, you don't want it to become a chore. Um, these are things of ex- like this is exquisite self-care. Yeah, it should not feel like a chore. You know, like when we. If we have a shower or brush our teeth, we're not there like, oh, I have to do this thing again. Or maybe
0: <laughs> you are,
1: but like, that's a hard life. Man. But, yeah. <laughs> but it should be, it should feel simple and easy and just a bit, you
0: know? Yeah, I, I kind of noticed that when I journal, I'll just write what I did in the day. Like, like yeah. had a great breakfast today, saw, saw Abby for lunch at university, work was, work was this today, did this at the gym, cool. I've reflected, this is what I've done today. And it's not necessarily pushing anything further, it's just getting thoughts or what I did on the in the day on the paper, which is a great step, I think. But then going further for what you said is like more of that um, kind of goal-setting type area or how to like trying to get make yourself better, like self-improvement type journaling sounds like something I'm going to give a go um, yeah. very, very soon. Um, surely there's been some breakthroughs from what you've seen, with your clients um, and some highlights that have made you feel pretty good. What's one of the best things you've seen so far?
1: Um, I sometimes you don't know what someone's going to do with the information, you get, right? You sort of lead a horse to water and you have the drinks. Um, and then every now and then someone will just go over and above. Um, I had this one lady that I was working with and she had an issue with over-committing. Um, she also did have she – she's really important. She does a lot of stuff. And uh, her way of managing her time was blocking in her calendar. And I remember saying to her, um, she had, it was a weekly check-in and she had said, I feel like I'm still not getting through all of the things that I put on my list or put on the calendar. And I was like, do you find that you get interrupted by new things that you have to handle it? And like, yeah. And I said, well, just block some margin time into your week. Like block a day or half a day of margin time to deal with all of the unexpected things. So the really cool thing that happened out of that was um, after she blocked margin time, she told me that she spent more time babysitting her grandkids in those few weeks than she had in the previous few years and once she saw how time blocking worked for her she time blocked her entire 2020 like she's gone through the calendar and being like she's like I know when all my holidays are I know when my travel days are and I've got my margin time in and I was like well <laughs> and like this is the thing these plans they don't always they don't always be, the plan is for the human the human isn't for the plan it, it, it things might change but the fact is she's set her intention on how she wants her 2020 to be and that is just like I did not tell her to do that but I can imagine how for the right kind of person not everyone like having things scheduled in the bath, but just how much was the mind
0: that would give her yeah that's amazing and to make like you said to make you not you might not necessarily feel it but you can see how happy she is like how she's she's like sweet yep not thinking about it at all because it's blocked out like i'll do it when it's blocked blocked time
1: exactly yeah that's cool
0: have you ever gone that extreme and booked that far ahead or not not yet
1: I'm going to try and do that for this, like this year coming. Really.
0: Yeah, um, it's a really cool I, area, blocking time. I'll let, I'll let you keep oh, talking, sorry.
1: No, you're all okay. good. I, I, I look every week in a Um, and I, I don't know. I, I didn't think I could block that far into the future because I was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. But then if you think about it, Sometimes in our life, it's good to let stuff happen and see what comes up and trust in serendipity. And sometimes in our life, we want to be a bit more intentional and have, you know, decide this is how I want to live. And then if something better comes along, I'll say I'll yes to that. And I think I'm more in that latter phase now. Um, I've done my time of saying yes to everything. And, and yeah, so I'll give it a shot next year.
0: That's cool. What's been, um, what's been your biggest lesson up until this point in time? in general in this whole productivity space
1: I think if you don't have a clear idea of where you're going you can burn out really easily um because you'll keep putting effort in even if you don't know where. if you don't know where you're going you can just go infinitely in that in that direction and there's another cool quote like which is um you can't get enough of what you don't really need. Like, I know a lot of mates who have worked themselves into the ground, burned out, and they didn't even care about the job. I don't know many people who have burned out doing what they love. So, like maybe a few, but not many. The people I know who've burned out is usually because they had no idea what they wanted.
0: That's really, that's really um, that's a really good answer I would say. Like that's some some deep stuff there. And it's quite hard to know where you're going, especially like you said. You mentioned the whole question about when you finish high school, yeah. and then they say, oh, "Here's your op. What do you want to do?" And you're like, "Oh shit! I got a book of, you know, careers to decide." <laughs> and then it's like, um, when- <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: think honestly, like I know how insane that is actually. So what I'm saying. I'm not saying you have to know, I want to be a microbiologist who studies theatre. It doesn't have to be that specific, but if you at least know, hey, I'm really, really interested in becoming a better writer, you can follow that. There are That's a little bit of a comfort. But if you're like, if you're saying, oh, I just want to help people or I just want to feel like, you know, Feel safe. These are things that everyone wants. Therefore, you can do anything. We are, we are not layers. We are not really trapped anywhere. We can do whatever we want. That's terrifying, too. But you've got to exert some sort of control of the fear. Yeah,
0: like you, you don't want to be. You don't want to go too specific, but like something a goal, like I want to feel safe. I want to help people. You know about the whole smart goal type situation. That's not like you, you can't measure that. It's not realistic. Like you've got a roof over your head. You have a bed. Um, when you go to sleep, you have food, you're pretty safe. Like you live in a good country or you want to help people. Like you can help someone across the street. You could be a nurse. You could be, um, I don't know, a phone guy, you know, that's all helping people. But what do you want to do to be able to achieve those, um, that need of wanting to help people, like how how are you going to do that? Um,
1: totally. And just like, pick something, you know, you don't want to be right.
0: Yeah, exactly. You don't have, exactly. It's like put your hand up. You don't have to be right. Like I you know mean?
1: mean, like I did, I did two full degrees in areas that I don't use. Mm. It's like I don't have any regrets because if I didn't pick those things, I would have been in worse places. But um, the feeling of being able to say you know what. I don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to try this thing because at least that way I can upskill in this area and then find out if that's my thing. And if not, the rest of the possibilities are still
0: open to me. Yeah, thankfully we're not in a society yet, I don't think, where we pick a, uh, this is my job and this is my job until I'm 90 and then I die at 91. Like, that's like, I can't remember what book book it is. It's not Wuthering Heights. It's something where it's like a whole nother futuristic um, world where you, you're born into this class and you do this and that's it you have the ability to make a choice for yourself and, and say no, like I feel like the older generation like my parents, yeah. I'll say hey, I'm just going to do it this way and if I make a mistake I'll learn and I'll move from there they don't necessarily see it that way, they're just like no you have to do this because this is the right way um
1: yeah, so I think in, their je- in that previous generation, they did. Like, they did kind of pick the one job, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I know people. I worked for the bank for, for a little while. There was someone who had been in that job for 30 years. I was like, I haven't even lived that long. Like, I don't, I can't. That's yeah,
0: that's insane, hey.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I just, and whereas for us, I don't think, you know, safety used to be get the full-time job, but I've worked for Eight companies that don't exist anymore, right? I, I think that our safety is in our ability to be resourceful more than it is in like our ability to get a full time job.
0: It's the for the full time job. Those three words in a row, they they ring ear, ring you know, ring bells for some people's ears, but it's not necessarily. Um, they might provide safety and secureness in terms of, you know, finances or a home or things, but it's not necessarily a be-all in all. But, like,
1: it, how many people do we know with full-time jobs and those jobs just disintegrate? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not much safe, like, it's not much safer than being the kind of person who's resourceful enough to put together a side gig in an emergency or get, a, you know, get another job in some industry. Right.
0: You, um, you have a workshop coming up in uh, a week's time. Do you, do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's going to be in Brisbane, in Brisbane Square Library. Uh, it is called The Last Leg. Um, so it's all about finishing the year well. Um, so I have had a practice of reviewing my year for quite a while. And I just want to guide people through that over to our workshop. Um, just because I think it's really important. Sometimes we, you know, if life's going well for you, sometimes we don't like celebrate the weeks, right? And if life is going awful, the definition of despair is that we think tomorrow is going to be just like that. And the only thing that's going to change tomorrow and to pull us out of that kind of space is, looking at what was within our control and making changes. And then also, sometimes we don't notice how much of our time is being spent on things that we don't care about unless we actually it. So that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm doing in that workshop.
0: That's your first, first one?
1: Yeah, it's my first one. Uh, I've done a few other bits and pieces, but this is my first one where I'm, uh, where I'm teaching this now.
0: That's awesome. I feel it's like, like, there's just three things that came to my head there. Like, the actions that we do, like, and trying to create behavior change. And there was one other thing there was the control. Like, things that you can't control. Those three things are so massive. Like, you, you, you if you can't control it, don't, like, honestly, in my opinion, don't worry about it. Like, that is some other dude's problem, some other lady's problem. Like, if you send an email... Like yeah, you can send a follow up email, but they're probably on the toilet or in the shower, or they're on a plane. Like there's, it's you're out of your control. It's in there. You've pushed the task towards that person, and now it's their time to action it, or behaviour change in terms of any any career, especially with what, with what you're doing in my space as a dietitian. It's a very hard space to try and get people that buy in to be able to see how. I guess to see how easy things can be, but then also we're a little bit biased because we do them ourselves. So yeah, it'll be really cool. I'd I'd, lo- I'd love to come. Is it in the? Is it night time or is it daytime? It's in
1: the evening, I don't
0: a Wednesday evening. I think it'd be awesome we make the trip. Yeah, I'd love um, to. Yeah. This time, uh, uh, eight days.
1: Figure it out.
0: Eh? Yeah, I'll yeah. sort it out. I got. <laughs> 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 I'll, 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 I'll link it up after this. I'll see what see what's on for next Wednesday. That's good.
1: Yeah, sounds awesome. And like, honestly, I, I mentioned this before. I know you're a dietitian. Um, I, I see a dietitian. Okay, oh, cool. You guys do, I know it sounds weird, but you do really similar work. A lot of people think either they've been suffering symptoms for freaking ages, but they don't even realize that they're suffering symptoms, right? Or that it's something that they can change. And then people think that. Um, Change is like I have to go on this whole insane diet when really it might just be swapping out the kind of bread you're eating or whatever. And um, yeah, I don't know. Are you enjoying uh, it? Yeah, no, it's really good actually. It turns out, uh, you know, when you have a really great health professional around, they will notice things and they want you to be healthy. So she sent me off for some other tests. Turns out what I thought was a food allergy was actually I'm allergic dust mite. Which is not something she can handle. But if she hadn't mentioned that, I wouldn't have gotten tested.
0: Yeah.
1: And then she's also helping me through. Um, I have been sort of <laughs> trying. Like I, I did keto last year. I was, I was, you know, I did pretty well with it. I, I lost a bit of weight. Um, and then it's not been working for me this year. So we're now investigating different ways to do the same things that I've been wanting to do. But in a sustainable, for me, if I can find a way of eating that I can have as my forever way of eating, that's the ultimate goal. Um, but it seems really to me to spend all of my time online trying to figure it out and understand and experiment when there's someone who does that protection <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for that. Like, how many times? Like you said, you've nerded out on productivity. Like, someone's gonna be like, it's gonna take me years and or weeks to have the abundance of reading and knowledge that Rosie has, where I can go for a one-hour phone call, pay this amount of money, and have all my answers, all my questions answered. Like, it's just, it's, and like you said, it's only small steps. It's not like we're here to change. We're not gonna come into your house and pull out all the things out of your fridge. We're just saying, well, hey, I noticed you're having this. Why don't you try this? Come back to me and see what happens. Like, the same as the productivity space. You know, try this. If you don't like paper, try the app. If you don't like, like move to the next thing. Like, that's. I'm really glad you're enjoying your um, your journey with a dietitian. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys
1: do good work, man. and it's really hard. I mean, it's a hard... It's so funny because everyone understands that it's important, but people aren't they are willing to take that
0: next step of actually investing in the important thing? Yeah, exactly. I'm um, kind of in that space that you're talking about earlier today about um, the whole charging thing. Like, yes, I really want to help people, but I'm only a year out. You know, I do have the ability to and the knowledge to make those changes, but it's about them kind of believing in me. Without, I don't want to. Some dietitians charge like 140, and they're in a niche area, and that's fine. I'm not doing that because I don't have that um, skill base yet but yeah um, and you just got like yeah you gotta deal with yeah, that type thing not expert level yet like you said
1: that's it well in my like I said when I first worked at, when I first started working for myself I just said yes to everything because the experience was worth it I was get, I was like receiving little money lots of experience and like I was getting you know my case studies and my testimonials which meant I would be able to go on to do the other stuff but it's not it's, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of
0: time. Right? Exactly.
1: You'll eventually niche down, you
0: eventually raise your What do you, I know we spoke about this earlier today, but so you're going to go overseas. So the question is like, what do you want to do with your work and where do you want to go? So. Yeah. So what
1: I want to do with my work is I want to, um, I still want to continue working one-on-one, but I want to be able to do some stuff that isn't, limited by how much time I have um, because that will always be limited. Um, So me, I really want to work on creating content that people can access and then eventually creating courses that are able, like that people can do if they can't do a full reset. And um, what I want to go, yeah, so relocating overseas. um, That is still like a to be decided location. I just Brisbane is my hometown, and I want to want to get out for a little while. I don't know that I'll end up back in Brisbane, but if I do, I want to appreciate it for what it is. Whereas, like, it's so hard. Uh, I walk into any major shopping centre, I'll run into someone who I knew when I was ten. <laughs> there's a certain thing that like keeps you the way you were. Yeah. Yes. Still in your hometown. So that, that's where I wanna I wanna get some more experience under my belt. I really don't want to end up thinking that the whole world is like this, or that the
0: world like that Brisbane is the whole world. Yeah, I don't know, of those is true. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, it's um it's a very small world out there. As you just mentioned there, like I find the Gold Coast. of only six hundred thousand people. Wherever I go, I know someone. I know his dad. I know he used to be a personal trainer I know or you know she gave me a massage once that I paid for when I had a bad back or you know like you just kind of know someone from anywhere like it, it's crazy right. and it's cool to see that even in a bigger place like Brisbane that still happens like it's, yeah, it, it's no, insane it's crazy. Like, let's say I add I meet someone at a party
1: and I add them on Facebook it's just the thing like we will have mutual friends we yeah. will
0: somehow know each other like it's just so it's, it's yeah. like, kind of like that one person rule it's, it's really weird um, I really admire your calmness and your honesty, you know, we've only known each other for like a week and this is kind of the first, the second time uh, being face to face, so I really want to thank you for coming on this afternoon, um, and that definitely comes out the way you speak, and I think your your customers would be really um, glad with your services, so that's, I just want to admire, um, congratulate you on that, and it's really cool to have a good conversation with someone I've only met twice, so...
1: And also, like, thanks for reaching out and uh, asking to do this. Like, it says a lot about a person who will take a punt on a longish conversation with a practical stranger. Uh, so, really, yeah, I appreciate it. And
0: I love the local the podcast. I think it's great. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. And, and if yeah, share it around, I'm trying to kind of blow it up a little bit more. Um, I've been away for a little bit. I had uh, uh, seven episodes earlier this year and then just one In the last couple of months. So, this will be the second one that's come out, which is, I'm really, and I spoke to a few friends today. They're like, yep, sweet productivity, I'm on it. So, and hopefully I can push some people in your direction as well. Um, If you had like one piece of advice to give for others to be more productive, I guess the listeners, what, what would it be? I
1: think thinking about what the real problem is. Like, let's say I, you know, i I'm, I'm getting real deep again. Sorry. Yeah, do, do but, it, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So, let's say you're worrying because you're like, shoot, I'm not being productive. What's really getting in the way? Because we can work with your task list all day, but if what you need is another two hours sleep or to fix that relationship with your mate that is making you feel really uncomfortable, or if you're just eating crap and your brain's all fuzzy and foggy because it's just crashing from the sugar you had earlier today. You know what I mean? Like, So figure out what the real problem is. That's, that's probably one tip. I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. Which is that most of what we do at the end of the day is for people or to impress people or for some interacting with people. So just, like, honour that in whatever you're doing. If it feels like this spreadsheet that you're working on feels pointless, figure out how it's about the people and it tends to flow a little easier. Because at the end of the day, you know, when we when come to the end of our lives, we're going to remember the stuff we did with people, for people, around people, and more so than we're going to remember um, how you put that formula into J well
0: yeah that's that's really cool i love that advice and even then what you're saying and doing things for other people is so what we do you know your services my services the podcast is for other people to listen um the drink bottle that i've bought is someone's made that for people to be able to drink out of also i think it's good also not taking anything away but like five percent of you know still do something for yourself as well like you said yeah. you do so much stuff for other people make sure you don't forget to you know reflect look out for yourself even look if it is future. that three minutes of journaling yeah yeah
1: future you as a person too and like you're probably going to do more for them than
0: anyone else is. so like and how often do you think yeah look out for them and how often do you think you past self like so many times i'll be like oh future nathan will deal with that and then a future nathan's kicking past nathan in the head and he's like oh you should have put that tail up to dry you know like just as simple as that
1: yeah <laughs> If we can all have the life where we're so grateful to our past
0: goals, it's pretty good life. You know? Yeah, and then if time travel ever comes around, you'd be like high-fiving yourself in the past, like <laughs> 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 You've mentioned it, I don't know, I know I mentioned the bookshelf at the at the start there, and you've mentioned a few books throughout. What's someone if you could give one book for us to read um, on productivity or something something else to read? Oh let me just
1: look at my bookshelf. I think um so Essentialism is a really great book uh about just like figuring out what's important. Um if if I'm just gonna give a few
0: here. Yeah, okay. yeah, go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sweet. So if you have um a lot of just really negative self-talk but you hate all of the woo stuff that's around and mindfulness is a really good thing, there's this really great book called the antidote I think it's something like um happiness for people who hate positive thinking um it's just really funny and it's a nice approach to it that's less you know overly happy um and I think that that's useful for some people and then um uh there is one more that I think Okay, this is going to be out of left field. Mm. You know, someone might take it. If you've always wondered if, like, having difficult conversations with other people or with yourself, um, if that was a skill, uh, there's a really great book called Nonviolent Communication. It sounds like it's a really bad title. Yes. An awful title but it's been one of the most useful books in just being able to communicate with people when shit hits the fan um, or even to figure out how to talk to myself about something more. more worried So that's probably free. And um, like really, if we think about it, the whole purpose of being productive is so that we can feel okay and so that we can feel... So that we can feel like ourselves. Um, so, don't fall into the trap of like tying your work to your work. Um, at the end of the day, it's all about you know being yourself, having great relationships with people, and being useful for the life.
0: I think there's some really good gems in this in this hour and a half we've been talking, and I can't wait to share it with everyone over the next couple of days or next week, but it's going to be um, yeah, one of the, the most listened episodes, I reckon. Oh,
1: excuse
0: me. So the last two things is where can the listeners find you? So obviously your website, is that the only place to kind of get in contact? Uh,
1: you can find me, I'm Rosie Odsey, that's R-O-S-I-E-O-D-S-E-Y on most social media. Um, the website is uh if you want to get in touch. Um, but I'm doing most of my stuff on Instagram and Facebook these days. Uh, but yeah, no, shouts to any listener. If you shoot me an email, I promise I will.
0: She will. I sent her an email. She got back to me and this is where we are. So that's <laughs> how it works. Uh, you mentioned this in the uh, podcast. Actually, said it, and it's the first time anyone said it um, when you were talking about your client. Like, what's an ideal day for you? And this is the question that I ask at the end of all my podcasts. Um, so, an ideal day for Rosie Oddsy. What does that look like in in terms of anything? You could be, and I, this is just the first example that comes to mind. Is our first guest Aggie? Uh, he was surfing barrels with his friends in the morning, and then snowboarding in the mountains in the afternoon. So,
1: love it. Okay, so for me. Uh it would be pretty much, it's very similar to the life I've carved out for myself, really. But all my morning routines, I start with, um, I start with and uh, do a bit of mobility work, um, that's to keep myself strong, and I love having, like, using my body first in the morning, um, breakfast, which I love to cook, and ideally in company, uh, having a yarn, get into some work, and the work for me, I would love it to be mostly writing or working one-on-one with someone or in a small group. Um, every meal would be like leisurely, uh, taking time actually eat the food and in company. And um, in the evenings, reading, because uh, I'm all about that. I find that's that's my happy place. And, uh, and that's what I like to do. So I think that's pretty much the ideal day for me. Oh yeah, and probably like a dance. Party. That's um, that's my form of exercise. Yeah, cool. Um, uh, I do, uh, I do hip hop dance, which is like legit. If anyone listening, if you have not picked up an exercise, have it. Try and dance. Try something. like the feel. Because there's something about exercise, one is the regularity of the habit, which is awesome. But the other side of it is you get to get better at something that is unrelated to the work you do most of the day. And I think we kind of need that that feeling of of progress and sometimes work won't give it to us and sometimes our relationships won't give it to us. And so having that in another area is so good.
0: That's great advice. I love that because yeah, exercise is yeah, definitely a place to see progress and a place for personally for myself to be happy and just to have fun. And like you said, yeah. I really really admire that you said in company a lot of the time because a lot of people say this is my day, this is what I want to do and it's like, well, if you'd have others around you, that's that's great because they'd the your friends, your family, strangers that you just want to interact with, like yeah, that's a really that's, that's a cool. really good way to do it. Um, what are you reading a book at the moment?
1: Yeah, I'm reading um, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, um, which is, it was really made for, like, business leaders, but it's good for almost anyone about just, if you're an employee or a leader or you're ever going to work in a team again, it's a a solid read and I really enjoyed it.
0: I think it's like myself and the rest of the listeners are going to have to go to the bookshop after this episode, so.
1: (laughs) 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 tip though, I will say this one thing. If you like podcast and you like audio, anything that you can get on audiobook form that's read by the author, so good.
0: Okay, so good. yeah, definitely that's compared easy. to some someone else's yeah. like Morgan Freeman's voice, it's just the actual person.
1: Yeah, and a lot of nonfiction books the, the actual author will read it and you just get to understand their tone a bit better. The stories about their life seem more realistic because, you know, and after reading in first person, it doesn't feel right when it's that kind of
0: book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for coming on this afternoon, Rosie. Yeah. Um, it's been really enjoyable conversation, and we've stuck to time, which has been the first for me in a podcast. So that's <laughs> that's really cool. I know you got places to be, people to see, so uh, that's been amazing. I hope you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Mate. I did. I reckon that was a good episode. I reckon uh, to knock out the year. Hopefully, I can try and get one more in, but we'll see what see what happens. Um, looking really to try and get more of the podcast going next year. I think this is my ninth or tenth episode, uh, but still look out for the uh, the HDR brews coming next year, where I talk to academics while having a coffee as well as the update show, so I've been speaking to uh, past guests and getting a little bit of an update on how they've been going since they've been on the podcast, and hopefully I can get that out before the end of the year as well. Um, A few lessons that I've been looking at recently, uh, I've been doing a lot of listening to podcasts and reading some books myself, and uh, the one that I came across today was, what can I do today to make things easier and unnecessary for the future? So, basically, this person wakes up and they say, well, you know, what can I do right now for me to benefit in the future? Um, and so this person also talks about how they like to have the best day possible by midday. Uh, so, for example, if they don't like brushing their teeth, the first thing they'll do when they get up, brush their teeth. The hard things are done in the day first. Um, that's also from another book that I'm going to get into called Eat That Frog. That also talks about doing the harder things first as well. Uh, just really emphasising to try get, I guess... The things you don't want to do uh, or things that you loathe out of the way first and so then the rest of the day you can focus on what you actually want to do uh, and try and benefit from that and see where you go from there. I think that's also a really good way to challenge yourself and also really tackle some things that you might find hard uh, in your day-to-day life. I've also got a sponsorship uh, coming on next year as well and hopefully I can get something out before the end of the year. Uh, but This is a company called Prepped. So... I really want you guys to listen in. I'm going to try to do a bit more marketing uh, around that uh, when that time comes. But I'll be doing some giveaways and things like that. So make sure you look out for that company and for listening into the podcast as well. Might even be doing some quizzes and stuff. And also providing some more sports nutrition uh, tips. So Prept is P-R-E-P-D. And so look out for them and hopefully in the next couple of episodes we'll be able to get some uh, some good giveaways going as well. If you do like the show, make sure to give it a review. It really helps other people discover the show. I don't think I've had a review yet on Spotify or iTunes, but I really want to try and get this podcast going. Um, and I know I've been saying that all year, and but it's, uh, I really do enjoy it, and i found this a bit more of a passion of mine to really communicate and converse with others. So uh, leave a review, leave it what you think. Um, give it a thumbs up on all the social medias where it gets pl- uh, placed, so Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, You can find me at the Cooks Community or just Nathan Cook at LinkedIn. I'm wearing a white shirt and clear glasses. You can't miss me. Uh, Also, share it around. I really want to get the podcast out there to more and more ears. Uh, So tell your friends, tell your family, play it on Christmas Day uh, and really get it out there because I really do want to try and get this for the 2020 season. And I was really spewing, I didn't say this uh, on my last episode because this is my little catchphrase that I like to do. Uh, first of all, if I don't get back on here, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all my listeners. Uh, I really want to get, to get some more of you on here uh, in the future. But also, never forget to remember to breathe.